0: It's very easy for us to come into the temple, sit, uh, to sit down, and immediately start doing the meditation. Uh, sometimes people say we're more human doings than human beings. We have an activity, a, a task, and we get stuck in, follow that intention. What I'm here to do, but we can easily get lost in that doingness, that focus upon something I'm supposed to be doing, I want to do, and in that that urgency or that say tight focus upon. Thing that we're doing, we lose the attunement to the time, the place, the situation, this body, this mind. When we begin a, a formal period of meditation practice, like now, coming into the temple, sitting down, For the first few minutes, it's very helpful not to do anything but to take some time to feel the presence of the body. Not doing anything with it at all, just feeling its presence, its weight, its temperature, sensations of comfort or discomfort. Here is the body. It feels like this. Not praising, not criticising, not commenting, just feeling, knowing. Appreciating in this moment the body feels this way. Similarly with the mood of the mind. Before we try to do anything with the mind, notice. Are we feeling sleepy, alert? Busy, calm, cheerful, sad, somewhere in the middle. What's the mood of the mind? Or making a habit, developing a a practice of checking in in this way, bringing the attention to this present moment experience, feeling it, knowing it. In, the, in this way, the jitta can come into alignment, can attune to the reality of this body, this mind, at this present time. When we pick up the meditation, it's also very easy to get focused on the mental world again. We have a a task in mind, wanting to focus on the breathing, or using another meditation object, dealing with the flow of thoughts and emotions, the mental activity. At the beginning of a sitting, usually the body is quite comfortable, so it easily gets ignored, gets missed. Or we, uh, the attention, the attention engages with the mental world. But it's very helpful to bring conscious, deliberate attention to the body to our physical posture. Because the body and the mind affect each other directly, consistently. So if we're aiming to work with the mind to establish the qualities of peacefulness, focus, and brightness of mind, alertness, then it's important that those same qualities are established in the body. If there's tension and stress in the body, and we're trying to establish calm in the mind, it's not going to work. The tension in the body is going to continually agitate, stress the mind, those mental dimensions. So at the beginning of a sitting period in particular, it's very helpful to bring attention into the body. Feel the presence of the body sitting on the cushion, or the stool, the chair. To steadily sweep the attention, take a few minutes to sweep the attention through the body. From the top of the head, through your face, your neck and shoulders. Through your arms and hands, the the trunk of the body your chest, your stomach, abdomen, your hip joints, the pelvis, your legs, the thighs, the lower legs, all the way to our feet, our toes. Feeling the presence of the whole body and then allowing that that attention, that awareness of the body to then inform or to guide the body towards an upright posture, let the power of awareness have its own effect. If we bring attention through the body and notice there's tension, tightness in our jaw or our shoulders, Let the attention have its natural effect so that the shoulders relax, the jaw softens. If as we sweep the attention through the body, there's noticing that the the back is slumped, bent over, then rather than there being a thought of, oh, I should sit up straight, I'm slumping over, just let the power of attention, awareness, have its own effect. Feeling the spine, knowing it, seeing how it stretches, the body straightens, it adjusts itself, guided by the quality of awareness. I feel this is a very important aspect of, of Dhamma practice, the applying of effort because it, le- it teaches us how to learn the skill of applying effort free of self-view, free of me trying to do something, me trying to get somewhere, but trusting in awareness, trusting the effect the balancing, integrating effect of awareness itself. Bringing the whole body into awareness in this way, feeling it, knowing it. Then that combination of both energy, the body sitting upright, alert, attentive, and yet relaxed, free of tension, that balance can be established in a natural, straightforward, uncomplicated way. Also in establishing mindfulness of the body, it's important and helpful, that there's a kindness. There's a a warm-heartedness there, a loving-kindness towards the body. Often we only pay attention to the body if it starts to get uncomfortable. In sitting meditation, we can easily get so wrapped up in the mental world that we ignore the body until it hurts so much. It demands our attention. And then we relate to it with aversion to the pain and fear of what it's going to turn into. Otherwise we ignore the body. So that's a very unbalanced way of relating to this physical form, the rupa khanda. So as we develop mindfulness for the body, Tuning to the body, its feelings, its posture. Consciously generate an attitude of kindness, friendliness, acceptance towards the body. Not just in relationship to uncomfortable feelings, but as a general way of relating to the body with friendliness, appreciation, kindness. See how the body responds. See what the, the natural result of that kindly attitude is. So we're not just relating to the body either by ignoring it or fearing, worrying about it, aversion to it. But there's a friendliness, an ease. which has its own beautiful, natural result. The body settles more easily, tends to be more free of tension and stressing, more easily reaches a quality of balance, of energy and relaxation. At least that's how I found it to be over many years. The Buddha also said in the beginning of the collection of teachings about the unconditioned, the very first sutta in the the uh, Asankata sanyutta the collected discourses about the unconditioned. He says, I'll teach you the unconditioned and the way leading to the unconditioned. Then he says, mindfulness directed towards the body is the way leading towards the unconditioned. So even though the body is a condition, Knowing it, being mindful of it, can lead to the realization of the unconditioned, the unformed, the unborn, the unoriginated. And just as we chanted in the Anatalakana Sutta this morning, rupang anatta, the body is not self. Vedana anatta, feelings are not self. Sanya anatta." Perceptions, are not self. That mindfulness of the body, true mindfulness, when it's conjoined with wisdom, it reveals that this body is not self. It's not who and what we are. It's an aspect of nature. dhamma jhati, born of the Dhamma. So that open-hearted appreciation of the body is combined with a letting go of it, a non-identification with it, a non-grasping of it. So the body is appreciated, fully accepted, but not taken as me or mine. It's not a self, it doesn't belong to a self. So this contemplation of the body, feeling the body, mindfulness of the body, even though it's very much a condition, born, changing, destined to die sometime, to break up, that very mindfulness, that very open-hearted appreciation of the body and its feelings, perception of the body, leads to the unconditioned, that awakening of the heart to Dhamma. The body is Dhamma-jati, born of the Dhamma. It's an aspect of the natural order. So to our logical mind this might seem mysterious. Focusing on the body, feeling it, knowing it, can seem like a a tighter, closer attention. But if the practice is genuinely based upon awareness, then we can see how that works. And in a a mysterious way, the more complete the quality of mindfulness and wisdom, awakened awareness is, the more there is an appreciation of the body and the sense world, its feelings, but a Diminishing of the sense of I and me and mine. The feelings are known for what they are. The weight of the body, the cloth on the skin. Sensations of tightness, heaviness, lightness, warmth and cool. The more fully those are appreciated and known, then with that appreciation, that knowing, comes that insight. Insight. Netang Mama Neso Hamasmin Na Misome Ata This is not mine, this is not me, this is not what I am. are working with the the feelings of the body rupa, vedana, sanya the the presence of the physical form, its sensations, the perceptions of the body developing this quality of attunement open-hearted acceptance, appreciation of the body and its feelings, perceptions of the body with that as the basis then bring the attention to the the rhythm of the breathing, that particular cluster of physical sensations the rhythm of the breath and on that basis of attunement and non-identification then when effort is made to focus upon the breathing use that as a a reference point then that very, Effort towards focusing, concentrating the mind is similarly free of self-view. It's not me doing mindfulness of the breathing, me trying to concentrate on my breath, but rather the attention, which is not self, choosing to focus upon the sensations of breathing, the sensations, those vedana also, not self. and then experiencing the results of that focusing. The qualities of calmness, alertness, ease. And these too are not self. So the effort is being made, direction is being given, but it's free of self-view, free of conceit, free of Bhavatanha, Vibhavatanha. When effort is made in that way, then it leads directly to peacefulness, to wakefulness. If effort is made based on self view, me trying to get somewhere, do something, be somebody, necessarily it produces more dukkha. So at the beginning of a retreat time like this, it's so helpful to get a feeling for how effort can be made free of self-view based on wisdom, mindfulness and wisdom, wakeful awareness.